0: As always, Mr. Matt Valdez. The second E is silent. Um, <laughs> today I've got a really special guest with me. We've been working on both arms, some really cool tattoos. Uh, Mr. Ryan Follett. Say hello to of What up? a little shy. It's okay. I'm camera shy. Camera shy. I'm really high. I'm camera shy and really high. <laughs> So we've been, what, tattooing for
1: damn. over a year? Yeah,
0: over a year. We started a little over. with the lion on your I'll start with the lion on my shoulder. Yep. Oh, watch the microphone. A bit. <laughs> forgot. forgot there's a microphone there. It's cool. You hear for just a second. And then, and then uh, you know, you'll hear more. So yeah, we started with the lion. And then we went down. Was it the Medusa or was it... We did the Hourglass. Oh, that's right. The Hourglass. glass? Um, then the Medusa. Then we did the Symbol. And we did... Uh, then we started working on this piece. The roses, the... Uh,
1: yeah, I'm a little crazy.
0: Yeah. Like within a year. Quite literally calls me and says, Yeah, we did all this in, in a little over a year, yeah. But he'll call me and go, I have an idea. Okay, cool. What's your idea? I'm not sure yet. (laughs) We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, and that's usually how it works. But it's that creative process that I love so much. I tell people all the time, you gotta have that that flow. You know what
1: I mean? You gotta be able to bounce ideas off. Well, that's why I, I come back to you. You know, and people always like. I tell them, oh, I'm going to get tattooed today, and they go, oh, that's cool. What are you going to get? And I'm like, oh, I don't really know yet. You know, we just kind of <laughs> figure it out sometimes. And they're like, what? That's stupid. Like, you don't. You're going to get a tattoo. It's going to be on you forever, and you don't know what you're getting. And I'm like, you don't understand. You know, it's, it's just it just works. It's yeah, just, yeah. It, it's it's part of why I I, I go and do it. It's part of the therapy. You know.
0: Yeah, it's funny because um, my last client or. Well, we were just talking about how how tattoos are really like a form of therapy. Like you yeah. sit there, you go through the motions, you feel that, that pain, you feel that a little bit of that, you know, it's it's the endorphin rush, it's the dopamines and everything like ah, you know, setting you off. And then the relief and the sense of accomplishment, like, yeah, I just got a nice badass piece of work. So, um, yeah, today we're working on the forearm piece uh we did a dagger with a illustrative type anatomical heart um we're gonna add i drew on some roses and some rose buds um to kind of do some filling work on the forearm so while well, the other part's healing we still have this from what like a week ago Two week ago, <laughs> two, <laughs> yeah. weeks ago. Two, two weeks ago we yeah. still have a little bit of of healing um and um yeah it's just it's a creative process it's just something that happens all the time so Without further ado, mm, let's, jump, we let's jump on into this. Cool. Yeah. So this is yeah. your uh, your form of therapy, huh?
1: Yeah, it's wild, man. Like uh, you know, like you're saying, people will get tattoos for a lot of different reasons. And right. I think for me, all this, you know, so much in such a short period of time, it's definitely been what I've been going through this past year, but also. Just the process, you know, coming here like unwinding, getting under the lights and stoned as fuck and listening to music and just, you know, getting blasted. That's something about it that's releasing. I think doing it in the private studio versus the shop. I mean, cause you we've, we we yeah. started in the shop. You yeah, know? you know what? And that's that makes such a huge difference. If I don't think I would have as much if uh, you were still in a shop. If I was still going and not doing my own thing. And. Yeah, because in the shop is cool. Like, it's not not that I was uncomfortable or whatever. Like, the shop you were at, I didn't really like. But, you know. <laughs> we, don't, we don't speak of that. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Not that I didn't like it. It's no, just, I, I, you know. Know. I do. I do. Uh, certain
0: personalities yeah. tend to clash. and Yeah. And, and it's just one of those things, you know. Like, not everybody gets along with everybody. And if you're uncomfortable and I didn't mean to cut you off, but if you're uncomfortable getting tattooed and I, I say uncomfortable like physically uncomfortable, then it's not gonna be a good experience. It's gonna be you know, you're gonna be yeah. you're
1: gonna be It's a vibe thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely you gotta you gotta vibe with your artist and your artist has to vibe with you, so Well I think that's one of that's what you're all about, right? Is like the the cut the the customer in their side or not the customer what would you say like client. the client there you go okay in their yeah. side because so many shops and artists just have this ego and maybe it does make people feel uncomfortable in there or get that bad vibe and maybe they really love getting blasted but they don't like that vibe you know or like yeah. like a shop you know and they haven't found an artist that is mobile or something yeah cuz i i travel a lot And I typically, you know,
0: you can find me in different cities, different states. I'm all throughout the United States. Um, I've tattooed in Europe. But I treat everybody the same. I treat everybody with respect. I want everybody to, um, you know, have a genuine, like, great experience. I don't want people to feel like, like, you know, historically tattoo artists have been egotistical, kind of, you know kind of asshole-ish, you know, esque, (laughs) right, but you don't have to, you, you really don't have to feel that way,
1: um, about everybody, you know, no, it's always good vibes with you, and, like, even in the shop, it was good vibes, like, there's always gonna be assholes everywhere you go, yeah, but, uh, like, it's just never a bad experience, you know, because you're, you're on that personal level, I think.
0: I try to create relationships rather than just slap on tattoos. And I think it's another reason what drew me out of the shop was I couldn't create as many relationships. You know, it was more like, like this way, I'm in a private studio, I'm relaxed, there's no rush, I'm not trying to, you know, um, get you in and get you out and done. You know, that's just never been my thing so by having fun and, and doing it this way and and like literally doing what we're doing now yeah we just we just sit hang out we talk get tattooed and there you go you know um it's pretty much the, the gist of it but the cool thing you know again why i started uh beyond the ink is because i hear so many fucking cool stories and they, we just start talking and i'm like man I just want to share this with other people, so, you know, put it on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, Apple Podcasts, so if you're driving, you can hear this stuff, because some of the shit
1: we say is funny, you know, Mm -hmm. because most of the time... um, Crazy, funny, interesting... Yeah, like, just life, you know? Yeah, you really want to, like, get to know somebody or hear some interesting stuff. Yeah. Give them two hours to talk or... Yeah. <laughs> Six hours to talk. What's the longest? We want like four or five hours, you know? It's yeah.
0: Like, de- depending on the session or de- depending on how long, you know, how long we're going, I mean, we talk about everything. We talk about family. We talk about work. We talk about
1: people at work. We talk about, you know. Fuck. Yeah. Everything. I think, uh, you know, it's basically besides being therapy, it's like uh, you're a the therapist because you don't <laughs> know, you know. Nobody knows more about you in some senses than your artist. True. If you've opened up to, you know, if you have that type of relationship, I think, yeah. which we do. You're that type of person. People, somebody can tell you anything. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and, you know, other
0: than, and it sounds funny, but like before, you know, people would tell me anything and everything. And then I'd just say, okay, it stays within these walls. Like, I don't repeat shit. Right. And then I got beyond it.
1: <laughs> but yeah. I don't repeat. So you're not. Repeating I'm not. Yeah. it Technically, I'm not repeating
0: yet. it. You guys are sharing it. You guys, you know, telling me about it, and, and then talk <laughs> to the. So it's it's coming straight from the proverbial horse's well, mouth. Well, I hope <laughs> if there's like
1: something I share, you'll give me the option of editing it. I'll out give maybe. you the option
0: to edit that out. And no, I'll well, look down below. It's in the comments. <laughs> no, okay. no, we definitely edit that out. Um, we edit stuff that maybe misconstrued yeah. <laughs> you know like because you never know how someone's gonna take something you know if they're gonna be cool with it if they're gonna be again unfortunately in this day and age where everybody gets offended over to everything stop doing
1: that yeah seriously it's like... just so it's... well besides that like i'm kind of notorious for sticking my foot in my mouth oh yeah and everybody says stuff that they don't not necessarily don't mean but could be taken out of context it's just like whoa whoa i didn't mean it like that you hey. know? i too suffer from foot in mouth disease yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like yeah I, I tend to say shit um because i'm very black and white or <laughs> black and gray um no i'm very i'm very black and white when it comes to uh how i feel about anything you know i'm very blunt and, yeah and uh you know, some people can take it, they, they understand it, they take it for what it is. Take it or leave it. Yeah, other folks, they just kind of like, well, uh,
1: I'm offended. Yeah, I don't like that. That's the problem, too, because you come from a generation, even I do. I'm, you know, I'm 30, I'm not like that old, but I still come from a generation <laughs> where it's like... Like I said, not as old as this
0: guy. You know, I mean, I don't <laughs> have any no. grades yet, but. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know i i
0: took them all out every every they've said that before they're like hey on your last episode you had more gray did you dye your hair i'm like fuck no i have ocd so i started pulling Pulling one gray out and then i'll pull out next thing you know i i was just sitting there and veronica you know she's she's going what are you doing i said i'm pulling out my grays and she's like why i like them and i said they're not growing in evenly they're just growing like randomly so and i said well you do your grays? <laughs> and she's like, that's different. <laughs> oh <my laughs> girl, is different. it though? Is it? But yeah, we, we, we tend to hang out, chill, relax. Um, you know, I, I tattoo a lot of uh, you know, police officers and, and a lot of... They like it too. They're, they're kind of like, uh, you know, I don't want to go into the shop because I'm going to see somebody that I arrested. <laughs> Which is funny because I think I told you that story. Or I was tattooing in the shop that we don't speak of anymore and my client happened to be a police officer. Well, he's sitting across the way from another guy's station and his clients, I, I mean, they're like tearing each other up fucking visually like, fuck you, fuck you, you know? And he just smiles and he's like, damn it. And I was like, well, what's up? You guys know each other? He's like, yeah. I busted that dude like, I don't know how many times. He fucking hates me. And I'm like, oh, Dude, and I didn't want to lose business. I didn't want to lose a client or anything. So, um, Mm -hmm. I just told him, come to my private, just come to my private uh, studio. We'll take care of it. And he's been doing the same thing. He was just like, well, hell yeah. You know, um,
1: that's so funny.
0: But but, I mean, can you imagine that being a, being a police officer and you've arrested this numbnuts who's just still obviously a dumbass because, you know, you get over shit. You go to, if you do something stupid, like, I've done my dumb shit. Don't get me wrong. We talk about this. Yes. (laughs) I've done some dumb shit. I got in trouble uh, once, you know, and and I always say, actually, I I stole this from a friend of mine who's been, like, in jail a lot, you know, one of my, one of my, uh, guy, this dude I grew up with, and he used to say, like, everybody gets a slap on the wrist, you know, legally, whatever, you know, you get a slap on the wrist, okay. And it's what you do afterwards whether it'll tell you if you're going to be a career criminal or if you just it was something that happened and you're over it that's it done Mm -hmm. you know and it made sense to me and i was kind of like all right well um yeah i got a slap on the wrist (laughs) turned out i don't like jail (laughs) (laughs) i mean i was young i was 19 and uh It's a really stupid, you know, uh, but my brother and I, we we ended up going to the beach, (laughs) having a good time, doing dumb shit, and uh, needless to say, Huntington Beach Police Department did not like what we had to do, (laughs) so yeah, spent some time, because the judge wanted to make uh, Example. Uh, example of God, me. I hate those. Yeah, it was fun. I had never been in trouble, you know, none of that.
1: I got made an example of...
0: Yeah, you did? Yeah. What did you do?
1: Well, it wasn't like... Oh. Uh, I mean, I've done the fair shirt gel and stuff, but it was fine-wise because... I don't know if you remember that old horse track, the trotter track out on I-10 and... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's gone now. They demolished oh, they, it. Oh, they bought it. Yeah, they leveled the whole something. thing. Anyways, mm-hmm. like, years and years ago, like, ten years ago, uh, we all snuck in, you know, at night, in the middle of the night, you know, mm-hmm. to get high or whatever, ex- just to explore. Just do dumb shit, like, you know. Do what kids do. Do exactly what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking go on adventures and... And do dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Break the law. So uh, we didn't know Which they don't, they don't recommend these days. Don't recommend because <laughs> yeah, because Goodyear police department has night vision and they wait for people to break oh, in in into way. that thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they were watching and you know, we're in there like looking through the windows or whatever and they're on the loudspeaker telling us to come out and we think they can't see us and they tell us we have night vision, we can see you, we know exactly where you are. And you're oh, like, God, fuck, yeah. 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 Seriously. So we just like uh you know, go out there, turn ourselves in and then they arrest us, write us tickets, let us go. We go to court. The judge is like, I'm tired of these goddamn kids going into that trotter track and it's condemned oh. and I'm gonna make examples today and No. Yeah, five hundred dollar fines and this and that and community service and it's just Oh my god. Yeah. He was like, Today?
0: Eat Man, we didn't five.
1: even yeah, we didn't even get to finish. We just like as soon as we got in there, they ruined it. We didn't even get to smoke our blunt. We rolled the blunt. <laughs> we had to leave it in there. Oh no way. They
0: they picked it up. They're smoking it for you. Right, probably. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, that's funny. I mean, but you know, how old were you when you did that?
1: I was probably nineteen or twenty. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, right. I wasn't a dumb kid, but, you know, oh, I was It's because you you're quiet. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm teasing. That's funny, though, because, like, I, again, I was 19 when I
1: did that dumb shit. And
0: what, like, are you gonna, what are you going to do, gonna do yeah. right? It's you like just, a
1: dumb young adult. Maybe that's what it is. like it's that transition from kid to, like, young adult. And you're just like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do- I'm gonna lash out, or I'm gonna be an <laughs> asshole, or I don't know. Rage, rage, fucking yeah.
0: rage! Yeah, that's that. It's that. It's, it's yeah, it's I, acting out.
1: It is. What'd your parents say? Oh, my dad was just like, I don't know. He was always disappointed, but I think in his old age and just how bored it was, it was like some kind of action for him. Because even though he was disappointed, he was never, like, mad. He never yelled. He would always help me out with fines if he could. Like, even when I got my DUI, you know, and he'd tell me all the time, don't drink and drive, just call me. Yeah. I don't care what time of day, yeah. where you are, I'll come get you. I tell and, my kids the same thing. Know, and it's like, when I got my DUI, i call him the, from the hospital because I rolled my truck. Oh, shit. Sure. Yeah, it was a bad one, and I'm like, Dad, you know, uh, you know, the thing he told me not to do, Yeah. like, I did it, and he's like, where are you at? I told him what hospital, and he said, I'll be right there, and that was that. I bet that scared the living shit out of him, too. It did. He was probably, you know, didn't didn't even want to be mad at that point. Just was worried. But still, he never, he never, like, freaked out. He would just handle it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so doing dumb shit as a kid, <laughs> it's, uh, God, dude, if you rolled your truck, okay, so, you, so here you are, what were you, 19, 20? Yeah, Sure, 20, no, I was 20, yeah, oh, you were 20, okay, yeah. so you roll your truck, and your dad's like, where are you? One of the worst things you could ever tell your, your father or your mother is, I'm in the hospital. Cause being a father now i can only imagine yes i was just about to say that now you're a father
1: yeah you know um but you're you know your son is super young you know he's right still, i still can't really you know understand but yeah as soon as idea.
0: he starts to do things and the, and and i say this for you know young fathers and young mothers and young parents your kids grow up super fast. Like, don't blink, man. Take advantage of him being your best friend and loving on you and all this stuff. That sometimes we get mad at—not mad, but just sometimes you get like, ah I'm tired. Oh, yeah. I worked. I did this." It's easy to do that. Oh yeah. And the next thing you know, you're sitting down in the living room and he's like, "Hey, Dad, I met this girl." And you're like, "Wait, what the fuck? Like, what happened, to my little? What happened, to my little guy? You know?" Or and and or. Um, hey, Dad, can I borrow the car? Or, hey, can we do this? Can you take me here? Can I? You know, it's, it happens really, really quickly um, that the little one's just to, my youngest, I mean, you know, my youngest, Evan, he is, he's in the Navy and it was so weird because I just, re- you know, remember going to his football games, doing all this stuff and now he's out of the house. He's he's out at sea right now and i i still can't it's it's just it's a trip to me you know yeah so,
1: i can't imagine that because of the mixed emotions of like uh being proud of him but also uh fearing like you know what what could happen to him out there um, yeah you know there's a lot of stuff going on i'm sure like in your head
0: in my head uh you know again you're a father but like when they're older and it's funny because, I mean, I, I worry about all my kids. I really do. I worry about my kids that are, they're all older, you know, and they're all adults, and they're having kids. And my wife and I, no joke, man, we worry about these guys, like, so much. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to forget that they're adults, you know. But my biggest fear has always been, you know, one of them calling me up and saying, hey, Dad, I'm in the hospital. Or, hey, Dad, I I got in a car accident. You know, that shit, oh, my God, freaks me the fuck out. So the fact that, like, I'm, I can only imagine, you know, what your dad was thinking, like, because we always think the worst, you know? We're always like, like, when your son gets sick, you know, let's say he's with his mom or grandma, or somebody else, you know? Not with you at the time. And they call up and they're like, Hey, you know, baby boy is sick. You're thinking the worst. <laughs> is it coming out of his brains and his butt? Or what is it coming yeah. out? Like like what's
1: what's going on, man? What does he have? Yeah, like what's he yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, it's dude, I can't even do the fucking shit I put my dad through. I hate myself for it a lot. So do you did you ever apologize? Did you ever oh, yeah, like rectify like, stuff? We were we were on great terms. Like we, he was sixty nine when he died, mm-hmm. so he was retired from a couple jobs. Yeah, he retired from Chevron, um, and then he went right back to work for another gas company, Union Distributing, mm-hmm. and then got a couple major surgeries he got injured on the job a couple times but went back but the injuries were like just kept coming back to haunt him to where he eventually had to just keep getting surgeries and then eventually they just pulled his cdl so he couldn't do anything so he'd just sit at home and fucking smoke cigarettes and play internet checkers you know that's why i say like sometimes i think I was the highlight of his day, like, and that's why so, he's like, come, you know, I'll come get you no matter where you are, cause he's just bored as shit. You know? he, well, gotta go. Yeah, sorry, gotta go. Ryan done
0: fucked up again. <laughs> Sounds great.
1: <laughs> Could be. Could that's be, but crazy. it brought us a lot closer, and I went through a lot of shit, and I don't, I couldn't have done it without him. Like, yeah, and I went through. You know, obviously, uh, splitting up with my son's mom, that that fucked me up pretty good. Yeah. Um, And he was there for that more than once, you know. I don't know how many times me and her were on and off and tried, but it was just like middle of the night, can't sleep, you know, walk out in the living room. Dad's up like drinking coffee and, you know, he's always up or I could always wake him up. Yeah. And we go in the garage smoke a cigarette and kind of kind of talk yeah I used to smoke weed way back then he hated it so he just he'd always say uh, you know just smoke cigarettes don't smoke weed and he'd buy me packs of cigarettes and so that was kind of our thing when smoking cigarettes together can Uh, you imagine
0: though like now, now knowing I mean just that smoke cigarettes not weed but knowing that Weed's got way more healthier products. He I mean, was an like, old timer, man. He yeah, was,
1: it wasn't weed either. It was dope. I wanted to smoke cigarettes. I no, don't smoke that dope. Smoke cigarettes instead, you know. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Uh, it was just kind. Of, it's kind of weird looking back too, because I was addicted to cigarettes for uh, like quite a few years. Like, not from probably from age, let's say age like twenty three to 20, I don't know, if vaping counts, but I just quit vaping, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, So, yeah. 30. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Yeah. It's dropping the fat clouds, bro! Right? <laughs> I wouldn't say 23. 24 or 25. Okay, let's just say I've smoked for like five or six years, and Jesus. my dad is the one who got me hooked on it. He was the one who encouraged me to no do way. it. Yeah,
0: Yeah, yes. Well, I mean, that's crazy, but at the same time, if that's your same time that was our thing. Yeah, that's your you thing. Know? That's what you guys did. Some people go
1: shooting, some people yeah. work on
0: cars, you know.
1: It's just such a wild thing, like, oh yeah, my dad got me a gun cigarettes. People will freak out at the thought of because
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well because of so much there's so much negative I mean cigarettes work. are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're no doubt. Yeah. Don't smoke.
1: Don't um, smoke cigarettes. <laughs> smoke weed. Smoke well, weed, <laughs> get yourself right. No. <laughs>
0: which is funny because you know uh, my wife has fibromyalgia, you know, so she's always in pain, nerve damage, and you know it's just like always, always, always in pain. The doctor straight out told her, uh, Doctor Chen in uh, Rancho Cucamonga, phenomenal doctor by the way. With a name like I, that, yeah, I miss, I miss Doctor Abram Chen. Um, He's a really cool dude. But he told her straight out, he was like, you're going to die in pain. <laughs> and it's like, tell me how you really feel. So, right? so Thanks, not- back in the day, you know, my exposure to weed was, you know, we were talking about backyard weed, like dirt weed, you know, skunk, cess maybe yeah. you'd have the chronic, you know, like right. stupid shit, yeah. you know, and now there's what, like strain after strain after strain of just
1: well that's like when I yeah same and when I quit smoking weed Mm -hmm. you know I've obviously done it uh, a few times in between probably like maybe let's say two or three times a year Mm -hmm. I would do it in the 10 years I was quit yeah you know which was when my dad got me hooked on cigarettes basically (laughs) so up until now when I just recently started smoking again um, is that
0: stress induced or is that like, yeah,
1: it's like, uh, it just comes and goes. Cause well, I know
0: if you drink, I know if you drink, uh, like vodka or, or certain distilled alcohols, your chemical, there's a chemical in your brain that makes you want, a t- you know, want tobacco or want
1: that nicotine, you know? And it's the, really strange. That's weird that you say that mm-hmm. because I did, uh, quit drinking. Um, I mean, I, I got my medical card and mm-hmm. I had quit drinking completely, went 30 days, you know? Yeah. Uh, cause I, I love to drink beer. That's just my thing, mm-hmm. you know? And even now I'd probably prefer drinking beer over smoking weed, uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. But, um
0: drinking during the day at work is kind of frowned upon. It's difficult. I mean, you know, I could probably get away with it. Yeah, bad it's badass. It's, it's, <laughs> it's frowned upon in certain establishments. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I would not operate heavy machinery. <laughs> right. It says it on the label. No, I'm kidding.
1: Right. Uh, oh, that's funny. No, and not that I do everything high at work. It's just right now, I totally changed how I... Uh, because everything I was going through, I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping, just all this stuff. Drinking was making it worse, like more, uh, uh, more in my head or more in my feelings or something. Yeah, you know? it brought it out more. Yeah, and yeah, so getting high just made sense because, like when when you said earlier, how when you try when you would try smoking weed or getting high or whatever, yeah. and it just make you anxious. Yeah, I used
0: to. I mean, I I don't drink. Don't smoke. Dude, don't don't do anything. I don't smoke that dope. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't. I don't do anything. And it's funny because everybody does, and I have no problem with that. They're like, "How do you fucking not do it?" Well, back in the day when I did smoke weed, I smoked weed with my friend, and um, we would find the dumbest fucking way to smoke weed. Like, seriously, not Same. kidding. We we found one time we found that, or we tested a theory that if you were literally higher, meaning uh high and smoke weed to get high would you get high gravity er, wise gravity wise yeah mm. so our dumb asses we were in high school i think it was high school and yeah or just out of high school maybe and we smoked weed but we climbed the backstop of a softball field you know like the 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 girls' softball whatever and <laughs> we're way up <out> there <laughs> we smoke we were like hit this joint and we're and we're we used to do dumb shit at that park it was my best friend and I. we used to do dumb shit at the park and we were so high and i'm like fuck we're high how do we get down and he's like i don't know i'm like we're laughing so I like, how about we go like this and we just i just jumped off and i think i hit with such force that because we couldn't climb down we were too high so i jumped and I hit my ass, but at the same time, you know, when your knees bend so quick, like bam, I, yeah. I like, I think I need myself in the face, but I hit the ground and I'm fucking dying laughing, like just hysterical. So he's up there, and he goes, "All right, cool." So he goes to jump off, and this is back in the '90s, so you know you wear oversized pants. Well, his pants got caught on the on the, the chain link, and he's like, "Oh!" And so he's hanging there, like, "Oh shit!" And that made me laugh even more because. I'm watching him like ah! yeah. and, and i'm like how do you not laugh ah! at that? and i'm dying i swear i almost shit myself man and i was <laughs> and either that or piss myself or both <laughs> and i just remember shit. busting up laughing and he's like no and rip his pants go rip he goes flying down <laughs> <laughs> he was shit out of the movies <laughs> yeah i mean dude i can't make this up i swear to god and he's probably gonna hate me if he sees this episode and goes thanks for telling that story, but I didn't tell his name, so yeah, you know he's, my name. he's safe, but he'll he laugh did say about your it. Best yeah friend. I did say my best friend, so if you know who my best friend is, then yes, you'll know that he and I did smoke a lot of weed luck a long time ago, but oh my god it was and it was dumb shit, that's what we yeah. did we did dumb shit, and so you know i didn't i didn't I never went to work high, I well never, that's what it was, you know, like
1: you know smoking back then, and I yeah, I was. Like I smoked up until, when did I say, I don't know, I think I quit when I was like 19 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I quit smoking weed when I was 19. I got into other stuff later Mm -hmm. uh, that I quit. But smoking weed for the most part quit when I was 19 and then every time, you know, I would do it within those 10 years Or whatever, eleven years. Uh, Yeah, it just didn't do anything for me. I didn't need to because I, all it was before was I was a dumb kid, and so every time I did it in between, then like I said, probably once or twice, maybe three times a year, it was just uh, I got anxious too. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, there was no reason for me to be doing it, and I didn't feel in control. It just I got paranoid, and I didn't like it anymore. So yeah, when I just tried it again recently. When I was like, man, that it just makes sense to smoke rather than drink, you know. And I'm just going through this and that. Man, I just fucking just try and get high. Maybe that'll help. And it did. And it made, like, all the difference. And mm-hmm. So right now, that's what I'm doing. And I talked to a really good friend of mine who, his name's actually Ryan. And we call him Smart Ryan <laughs> because uh, he's, he's super fucking smart. He's got, like, all these degrees and shit. And just kind of like
0: yeah, got in yeah. trouble
1: and is where he is. But should have like a much better job. And has, even has some experience with like psychology. And he's telling me, he's like, yeah, I went through a super bad breakup in college. And I smoked fucking tons of weed. I, I took all my tests high, wrote everything. I was high 24-7. Oh, shit. Because oh, of this chick, you know. And yeah. he's like, it's totally fine to smoke weed if you know why you're smoking weed. He's like, and do it for as long as you need to for that reason. He's like, but as soon as you don't need to, stop. And mm-hmm. he's like, because as soon as you keep doing it for, you know, other reasons, then uh, then you're addicted. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, I am addicted. There's
0: well, you probably no have no doubt about that. You've got addictive traits. you like yeah. your you're addictive personality. And it's not. Know.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's not just that I'm addicted to smoking weed. I'm just addicted to being. Yeah. Bucked up substances you know Yeah, I've got you could, an addiction you, problem yeah doesn't and, matter what it is
0: and that's the thing it's like you're gonna find you will be like oh no, like you said no matter what it is you can be addicted to
1: drinking yeah. smoking
0: smoking weed you know things like that and, pills and, yeah. yeah pills and that's a huge thing right that's now that's a but, bad
1: one I feel like that's a hor and I've been addicted to pills oh shit like not really bad yeah. But uh, to the point where I was like, man, I want to spend my money on that. You know what I mean? I want to get more and I want to keep doing that.
0: And that shit just leads to harder shit.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. And like, technically, that weed led to that.
0: Yeah, they always say, oh, weed's a gateway drug, blah, blah. And I don't necessarily believe that it is unless you have that. I believe. It. I don't want to say competitive nature. You know, like, oh, I got this high. Fuck it, let's go get higher. Well, I can't get much higher because I'm already at that tolerance. Yeah. Let's try something higher.
1: But that can be anything.
0: Like that's a hundred
1: percent the person. Yeah. Yeah, I because, think this
0: has to do with the person. You yeah. Know?
1: It's the gateway drug in the sense for me that I was never just gonna like try cocaine or Xanax from yeah. like one of my classmates. You know, without have gradually.
0: Yeah, because you, you don't know. know You know, a dude's like, yeah, I got this cocaine, you know, and you're like, okay, that's cool. And you don't know if it's really, if it's coke.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) let's just say I've never even smoked weed. I'm like, that's cool, that's like probably baby powder. Like, why am I just going to try cocaine if I've never even smoked weed? Yeah. And it definitely is a gateway drug in that sense. And I believe, I, I got high before I even got drunk, and then we got drunk. And we started getting drunk and high at the same time, like all the time. And yeah. then I think after that was pills, something stupid like Somas. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember like when exactly. I think Coke was first introduced in a blunt. It was a Primo, like a Primo <laughs> blunt. They used to roll it in it. Uh, I can't remember when I first sniffed it, but it's totally, yeah, 100%. The person and their personality, but also being introduced into that that lifestyle, you know?
0: Yeah. I know a lot of kids these days, you know, they're, because my sons, they're friends, you know, other people, they talk, and, you know, the biggest thing right now is heroin. And heroin is making a humongous co- comeback with mm, the bad. fact that it's bad. It's it's such a fucking epidemic out here. And kids I've are just Tons dying. of
1: friends to it.
0: Well, kids are just dying like crazy because they're cutting it with fentanyl and they're trying to do all this stuff, and 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 that's the same thing with pills, you know. So these kids are like thinking they're indestructible. I mean, we did, like we just said, 19, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, no big deal. Like pff, I could survive that, and they're ODing and they're dying, fucking left and right. I just and, lost
1: a really good childhood friend. Oh shit. But he, what's interesting is that I didn't lose him the heroin. And when I got the phone call I thought it was the heroin that got god. Yeah, it was actually the alcohol because oh, I had shit. seen him yeah, I had seen him like four years ago and he was bad into heroin, him and his brother and uh and I hadn't seen him um in about five or six years before that. So I get this phone call from him and I hear that, you know, through mutual friends he's hooked on heroin or pills or whatever, so but Me and this guy go way back, and we used to be really close. So I'm like, I gotta find out. You know, I haven't seen him in five years, Mm -hmm. just hear from him. So, like, go to give him a ride somewhere. Sure enough, he's like fucking 110 pounds, bad into heroin, obviously. Oh, shit. But, you know, now I know. So, yeah. It's like, that's really unfortunate. Um, And then he hits me up between then and whenever, and I just ignore him. He finally just stops hitting me up. Uh, So I get the phone call from his brother like two weeks ago that he passed away. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, and he's dead. And it's like, oh, should I think of heroin immediately? Yeah, you think, you think. Yeah, because that was the last time I saw him. And and someone dies that young, it has to be related to that, yeah, somehow. And he says, no, it's alcohol. I'm like oh that's so weird and uh but he says yeah just uh, after they quit heroin substituting substances yeah um so bad into alcohol that it just his liver was like mud he said oh. nothing and, and that at, was at thirty one years old like nothing there just mud black mud you know it's fucking crazy hold on one second that's a tough one dude like.
0: Not just losing a friend, you know, childhood friend, somebody you grew up with, somebody you, you.
1: He took care of me too. He was yeah. uh, like, he was someone I looked up to a lot, and yeah. it was really bad because I got my shit together. I had a kid, got a good job, and have like, you know, somewhat done something with my life. Yeah, I've been okay, you know. Yeah, you got your I'm shit okay. together. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so for him to see me like that and me to see him like that, it was just kind of like sad, but like I lost the respect I had for him and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of like mentor figure view I had of him. Yeah. Um, and then he was also probably pretty ashamed, you know, I, to I, see I, me where, you know, to be asking for a ride. and
0: I was just about to say that.
1: When he was a year older. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I was just about to say that role, role reversal, you know, of how, like you said, you got your shit together and he's, you know, on the downward spiral.
1: Yeah, it's awkward.
0: That's awkward crazy. to
1: have friends addicted to hard drugs like that and close friends. You know, childhood friends, or oh yeah, it's like kind of like uh, when a hot girl lets you down easy or something, you know, and <laughs> yeah, and you gotta let them down the easiest way possible, and just let them know. Like, I've had to deal with I'm similar, than that,
0: you know, yeah, I've had to deal with similar situations, but not giving up on the person, you know, yeah, that makes a world of difference. It, it does and you know again like my best friend and i we used to smoke a lot of weed we used to do a lot of shit, and it was just like um and when i mean what i mean by when i say he's my best friend this dude's more of a brother you know to me it like at at times in our lives he was more of a brother than my own brothers like he's definitely i'm you know Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i would Honestly, do anything for him. If you were to call me right now, and he lives in California, if you were to call me right now, you know, and say, "Hey, Matt, I need you. Uh, I got this going on, that going on, whatever," I'd be there. Because he ended up, um, you know, doing some hard drugs and everything. Um, he's shit. I think eleven years, no, ten years sober now, or or, or he's doing fantastic. I am so super proud of him. That's like great. he's doing yeah. so he so did he do good. To, don't mind me um, a number of things, you know. Just uh, kind of like me. Just like, loved to, yeah, just a number of things. He would just he would just you know have a, in it alcohol and and um, harder yeah. stuff like like hard drugs, you know. Yeah. And his family and everybody. I mean, they took care of me when my grandfather passed away. And I had nobody, uh, and I was bouncing around from house to house, and you know, basically, I was, I was homeless. You know, um, and for the longest time, you know, they, they kept they they took me in, um, and I owe a lot of that to, again, him and his family, um, and I feel like there were times when I left. I left. Um, I moved to Utah. I moved around a lot you know and although we kept in contact we didn't really keep in contact like as much as I thought it would be hmm and there was a, a few times where I didn't I couldn't tell like I he looked normal to me you know and I didn't see it I couldn't see it mm-hmm. um, and some of the stories that he tells me about you know what we refer to as the bad times you know like those are the fucked up bad times I couldn't even fathom like, I couldn't see him, because I see him in a different light. I see him as, you know, again, my best friend. Dude, we used to hang out together, party together, live together. We used to fight together, which, you know, we, not fight, he and I, we've never yeah. fought. Yeah, and this is a funny thing. He and I, we met, I was 14. We met when we were 14 years old. Um, I was 14, yeah, he's 13, 14 years old. Um, And, uh, we we've just became really good friends. Never fought. We've. I'm 43 now, and yeah, and uh, I never fought with any of My best friend, yeah, like, and yeah. it's and he is the epitome of a brother, you know, and yeah, and so like when I found out like some of the harshest times and everything, and I didn't know about it. God, I felt like the biggest fucking asshole. I wasn't there for him. Like mm-hmm. it feels like that for me, um, and and I know. I don't think, you know, I don't think he'd sit there and go, man, you know, hold it against me and everything or anything, but dude, it's hard not to feel that way when it's somebody you care about, someone you love, and they're going through, you know, tough well, times like he that. Did you ever know? ask for help? Or? No. Mm-mm. No. Yeah,
1: I don't think you have anything to feel guilty about. That's more of no. like something he probably didn't even want the help from someone, you know, uh, like. Yeah. I, I don't know, dude. I I feel it's weird because when you're saying that, you're talking about your best friend being addicted to some hard stuff and I'm yeah. like, I can't I have two best friends that I'm really fucking close with. It's been pretty much the four of us. Uh, this other dude we're mm-hmm. close with two in our clique but Yeah. He's always living his own life. But just the three of us since fucking like grade school, like first or second grade, me yeah. and my two other buddies and I'm thinking, like, uh, I can't imagine if they were addicted on some hard stuff. Because they talk about my friend that died. I wasn't really that close with him. But, uh, you know, these other two, I can't really picture it. But And then, like, actually, I was the person, you know, when I was, like, uh, 23 or whatever. Um, when I was going through my lowest point, what you would you guys would refer to as, like, the bad times. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. And they still talk about it like as like if that was at that time I was a different person, and I guess they did try and help me, but in those situations, I don't think you really want help from your best friends i didn't I didn't want help from them because I didn't want them to know like what you were doing, yeah, I didn't want them to know like see me that week or you know at that point like know what I was doing, really, see me like that, you know and the and the thing is like. To me, I don't know if it was the fact that he hit it so
0: well, that I didn't see it, or I just didn't want to see it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like it's not that I didn't want to see it, but I just didn't want to see him like that. Cause I had watched my brothers do it. I had watched my brothers go like was it fucking or denial. Or? I that's what I'm saying. I don't know if maybe it was me, just so like hurt by the idea of him doing the same thing and sure. going like like I can't. Like I, it was hard enough to watch my brothers go through shit like that. Right. My brothers were addicted to hard shit, speed, crystal meth. Fu- I mean, everything like that's the same shit. But like, like coke, heroin, pills, fucking. Well, they were, some they fucking were hardcore motherfuckers. They were, they are, yeah. yeah they are they're some hardcore motherfuckers. <laughs> still. But like, like that's what they did, and that was their thing. And to see my, you know, my best friend, I didn't. I was in denial. I didn't want to see him like that. I was like. Nah, not him. You know. I look back at some of the pictures in my photo album of and he would tell me, Oh no, I was fucking high right here. I'm like, I didn't see it. And maybe I just again my my blinders were on because the love that I have for him, you know, and, yeah. and you know, being my best friend, I'm
1: like, I don't wanna see that. Well I think you that's know? that's uh, why why parents never see it. Because yeah. I always wonder or always tell myself too that my son will not get away with the shit that I got away with because I'm smarter and I know what to look for. Uh-huh. But, you know, maybe I don't. Maybe I'll just be so blinded by, like, that's my perfect little boy. And maybe that's what my parents were, why they never knew how hard I was fucking up all the time. Yeah. Because they just kind of like... Not my baby, thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, and it's true because it does happen where you go...
1: You know, not my kid. Yeah. You know, my not my son. I catch myself doing it. Like, yeah. Things that my, like another kid would do that drive me fucking nuts. But my son does it, and I'm just like, oh, that's cute. Like, you know, it's funny. like it doesn't <laughs> like, oh, bother it's me. It's cute when you do it, but yeah, I kick exactly. that shit out of that kid if he does it. You know? Right.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I feel you on that because I think like it's human nature. Yeah, I think it is human nature. I think, and that's a uh, you know, it's a big tie into why you know certain parts of society is fucked up because people have the blinders on right and they're either too blind to the fact that this shit is going on right in front of their face or they just don't want to put in that effort to make a difference
1: and just oh. you, you know what i mean like that goes back to your word what we were talking about with putting something on the internet and how risky it is because everybody gets offended. Correct. We're just in this fucking generation where we cater to everybody's needs rather than saying, you know, look, sorry, it's tough. That's the way life is. There's shit you're not going to like. We just want to fucking create this bubble, the safe space, blah, blah, blah. And you can't, you know. Yeah. Well, right. you're just hurting somebody. Ultim- yeah. Like my mom who, you know, helps me at tons with my son, mm-hmm. but at the same time never lets him experience like a stressful situation or just yeah. like totally babies him. And I'm like, you know, she did the same thing with me. And uh, you gotta, you gotta like, like stress them out and make their brain work a little and, and make them think, you know, you can't just fucking wait on them hand and foot and yeah. let them get away with murder all the time.
0: Uh, and I, I agree with you. Like you know, I'm not saying beat the shit out of your kid, but a a child should have a little bit of a healthy dose of fear because that's that consequence. That's that cause and effect. That's the, you know, hey, if you do this, there's two, three choices. Things are going to happen. You're going to get your ass kicked or, you know, because on the streets and, and growing up in a harsh town or just nowadays, like, Life is not friendly. Like life's not forgiving, you know. And you got a lot of these kids that walk around without any bit of, you know, they're not worried about repercussion. They're not worried about, you know, um, yeah, they're, oh, they're not just, prepared. Yeah, they're not prepared, and they're failing, and it sucks. And they're blaming everybody else. I do <laughs> understand what you mean by, you know, creating value and and uh, teaching the kids. Because, you know, what we were talking about, kids are going to see this. They're going to be on, you know, uh, what you call it, uh, social media. And oh. th- there's kids that are going to see this episode. They're going to be like, oh, uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Please don't. Fucking <laughs> <I'm> up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not going to turn into William Shatner. Like No, i <laughs> My God, God. <laughs> this tattoo—that's uh, uh, a so horrible. Amazing. That's a horrible shot. That was God. that was shot. <laughs> I it was good. Um, but yeah, it's like I'm sure you. I'm sure you teach your kid. You know, you tell your son, "Hey, work for what you, what you get, not just I'm going to give you the world, and expect you to understand how it works." You know. Yeah, you have to be the bad guy sometimes. You just you just do. Yeah.
1: Um, well, you have to show them that earning stuff is worth it. Like putting in work is worth it. You know what I mean? If you okay. just give them everything, they're not gonna ever think working for it is worth it. I just think they're gonna get it anyway. Yeah. You know. So he does too. He's fucking awesome. Saves money. He's got like. 38 dollars saved right now <laughs> i told him if he saves for another month he'd probably have a hundred and what how oh, no way a hundred and he's how he's old he's eight eight so yeah. yeah i was trying to tell him like it's christmas time and he's older so people will probably give him money because they than, don't know what till he's like yeah because he, <laughs> yeah, he's in the, true. different true and stuff so he's like dang a hundred dollars and i'm like what can i do with a hundred dollars that's what he's doing dude. So little cool. brain starts going, yeah. But he's also like, I was cleaning his room yesterday. Um, I found I a it. like a piece of paper for a lawn service. Like he just he didn't even write it up. He had someone else with better handwriting write it up. Oh, but it was like a lawn cleaning service, like with fees on there, like ten dollars to do this, ten dollars. Nice, do this. Yeah. It's a little entrepreneur. It's like, yeah, right, a little hustler. Uh huh. And then he also is just always trying to earn money by doing stuff. That's he gets p- allowance at his mom's. So.
0: Mm-hmm. And how's he? How's he with that whole split, everything?
1: He's real good. I mean, uh, he's almost got like three homes. You know what I mean? Three families. Three? Yeah, because uh, so his mom had a kid when I got with her, Mm -hmm. Uh, my son's sister. So that was, you know, automatically kind of like my stepdaughter already, like I had a kid in it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. anyway, her dad and I get along really well um, and we're always hanging out, doing stuff with the kids Uh, he'll take my son and vice versa I'll take their kids so or after school he'll go to their house so it's really like he'll even say like oh I have like three dads oh shit that's cool yeah so and we're all the best thing to do is just to be embraceive.
0: and just co-parent
1: yeah communicate just like get along and be civil it's so much easier dude like Back when we started dating, me and uh, and my son's sister's dad didn't get along. Obviously, you know, because I was dating his baby's mama, whatever. How yeah, you, however you ex, want to put yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it'll start getting real Jerry Springer ish if, <laughs> if I say stuff like that, Jerry, yeah. Jerry. <laughs> so, anyways, it was just, yeah. Ultimately, the kids suffer, and yeah. And it's just uh, so much easier now that we all get along. We all do it together. And I think, um,
0: you know, like you just said, the only one that's going to suffer from bad co-parenting is child. Yeah. And um, I've I've unfortunately have experienced that as well. You know, um, both growing up and then having my first child, you know, i just... It was bad it was hard to uh you know my ex and i we just did not get along at all for a shit ton of reasons and my daughter suffered from it you know for it the whole thing and and i became very distant and i became very because
1: i didn't know what to do mm-hmm. i was 19 years old i had no idea what this to do fucking artist dude like in a Say all the time, still to this day, I still don't know what to do. This is my first time ever, yeah. being a father to an eight-year-old, yeah, at thirty years old. You know what I mean? It, absolutely, and it out. you're not gonna know
0: what to do. I've I've talked to so many people, and they're like, "How do you do it, Matt? How'd you raise your kids?" I'm like, God. A lot of trial and error, a lot mm-hmm. of you know, um, and I and I, it's fucked up, and I hate to say it, but the one, you know, there was there was times where you know I I didn't do well I, I fucked up
1: you know but oh, you can make the right choice 100% of the time though like yeah and even my parents not drinking or doing drugs ever like ever not even a beer once in a while
0: mm-hmm. didn't
1: make the right choice 100% of the time you know that had nothing to do with it yeah it's just the fact that we're people or humans you know yeah it's so nuts
0: man <laughs> like you know, even now, like I said, my, my youngest, he's in the military and all I can think of is, is he okay? Is he, uh, what's he doing? What's he eating? Is he eating enough? (laughs) And I mean, the list goes on and on. I just, I think of like, what can he do or what is he doing? You know? And, um, it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard to be without him and, and to, uh, you know. For sure. Yeah, it's it, it sucks, man. It sucks a lot. So um but what was I gonna say, as far as like back to being nineteen and figuring it out. Being nineteen and figuring shit out, like young parents, man, I I you know, I knew that I wanted to be a young parent. I gotta admit, I did know. I was like, Yeah, fuck it. I wanna do it. I wanna be a, a young parent, you know? Yeah. Um, but as far as like having all the right answers and, and what to do, man, I was terrified. I had no fucking clue, you know, like what, you know, okay, it's here. Now what, (laughs) you know, like, what do I do? now? What do I do? There's no manual. I didn't have my mom or my dad to give me any advice. My grandfather had already passed out, passed away. Um, I I, I didn't use... I I had no fucking common sense. I had no... You know, when it comes to... You know, to having a baby. And and realizing that... Fuck. You know? Like, it sucked. Um, It's crazy. Can't say I panicked,
1: but I did... I I did... (laughs) uh, You know, I had a few... uh, I panicked, and I did fucking... I went off the deep end. That's nuts.
0: But, That's what some people do, though. True, true. I mean, historically, you know, I've been a, uh, I would say it like a runner, you know? Like, I don't want to run, I don't, it's not that I run away from problems and stuff like that, you know, because I'll hit, I'll, I'll hit my problems head on, I'll, I'll face them head on, mm-hmm. you know? But there's times where I was kind of like, you know, maybe if I... Briskly walk away from the you know, like and just not try to deal with it because You know, I I, I grew up having a bad temper. I grew up having, you know, um, well, that's
1: what you need to do because In my opinion So like I say I fucking like hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. when I first became a parent and it was just like partly because I didn't uh, so it was fucked up to begin with because I didn't find out until he was three months old that he was mine oh shit so yeah when I found that out I kind of just jumped right into it put like all the bullshit and reasons why like all the drama basically of why I didn't find out he was mine until he was three months old and that whole backstory tried to put that to the side and just Mm -hmm. uh, do the right thing like I took on two jobs and I got an apartment and, uh, and was just grinding, you know what I mean? Trying to, to raise this infant and, and be the family man to his mom and, uh, and my son's sister who was at the time like three something. But anyway, I just, I'm trying to do all this. So trying to do the right thing and, and I can't get past like what happened and, and the situation I'm in and, and the demons and I'm. You know, I'm using uh, substances and, mm-hmm. and coping with uh, drugs and alcohol, and uh, and it just gets like really bad to yes. the point where I can't even be with my son's mom, and she moves out, <clears throat> and so uh, I lose the apartment, you know, I can't afford everything by myself, and I do some dumb shit and get in trouble. Mm-hmm. and that's how that whole thing happens but I think definitely just walking away not necessarily walking away like not being there for my kid mm-hmm. but doing it a lot different like taking a step back and not trying to do the right things for the wrong reasons or the wrong things for the right reasons I'm not sure which but hmm. You know, if that makes well, any were, sense. There were times, you
0: know, I mean shortly after, you know, my daughter was born, you know, her parents you know, my my her grandparents, so my ex's parents or I shouldn't shouldn't say parent. Her grandmother was great. Her um my daughter's grandmother was fantastic, you mm-hmm. know. Um that I know of. <laughs> you know, she, she <laughs> never had any bad things to say in front of me. Right. Um, her grandfather, on other hands, fucking hated me. I mean, I remember even in the actual, at the hospital, I'm there. Like, for whatever reason? For or? a ton no. of reasons. But he thought, you know, I was this, and I was like the <clears little throat> biggest piece of shit, and this and that, you know. And, and he was a different guy. He was very abusive. He was very, you know. Oh, so he, he probably just threatened or something. I don't know what he was but um I remember in the you know they didn't she didn't want me in the room or I wasn't in the room nobody wanted me anywhere near the delivery room you know and uh I see him walk out with my daughter you know and and I'm excited I was actually in you know feeling a little bit overwhelmed I was kind of um dropping a tear you know like I was very excited I, I don't recall like crying a lot you know but I did start to tear up like holy shit yeah she's here this is my daughter That's this is you know and he was in one of those she had my my ex had a c section so he was in one of those you know hospital gowns and so he looked like a doctor holding the baby oh uh, and I said is that her is that my daughter and he said and he said yeah like you know this is this is this is my granddaughter or something like that you know like he didn't acknowledge it. and i said and i looked and i go oh shit i was like oh pete you know and i called him by his name and i said i didn't recognize you in the scrubs you know and he says well you better fucking recognize me in the middle of the hospital holding you know and i was like oh my god all right dude i'm not trying to have a fucking fight with you right now. I'm not trying to be, you know. And he got pissed, but I didn't leave. I was like, "Man, fuck you." You know, like whatever. And and yeah, so I ended up I I cuz again, my ex had a C-section, so I was the, you know, one of the first to hold my daughter. I have the pictures. I have back in the day, you know. Polaroids. <laughs> oh, they would be on. I had a Polaroid. Uh yeah, and like I do I, I do have it. You know, my you know, she's born on the December Fourteenth, so yeah, yesterday was her birthday, you know. Yeah, and it's hard because I'm like, we fought, and we had so many different things happen in between her life and you know all the stuff that I went through and and stuff that, you know, people didn't understand. Once I got in that car accident, I was fucked up. I was fucked up really really bad, you know. my best My best friends didn't know about it. Nobody fucking knew about it because I kept it all to myself. Um, and, uh, it was hard to live that lie because, you know, you got a doctor telling you, you know, what seemed to everyone as it wasn't that big a deal, you know, like, oh, you're walking, you're good. You know, you have some bumps and bruises and you have some other stuff. Well, the the specialist told me, yeah, buddy, you got nerve damage, you got this, you got that, you're basically going to die. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, right on. So, trying to explain that to my ex, who already fucking hates me, like, hey, you know, I got a kid, rocks. um, I was trying to save everyone from the inevitable that I thought, I didn't tell my dad, I didn't tell my mom, I didn't tell my sister, my, nobody, I, nobody fucking knew, you know, and, um, yeah, it sucked, but, um, and the biggest one that I hurt the most was my daughter, because... I had just, you know, we just had her, and ah, man, it was so difficult. <laughs> like it was, just, it was, it was crazy. But you know, again, not knowing, I don't know, not not knowing what to do. I've made so many fucking mistakes, like, and I, I do. I kick my ass. It's one of my biggest, you know. And we've talked. We got in this huge fight, but we've talked, and and we've said, you know, hey, um, let's not live in the past. And we said that, let's move on, let's move forward. But it's so hard. You know, it's easier said than done. Oh, yeah. God, it's so well, easy always said circle to back to it. Because I go, uh, all the birthdays that I've missed, all the gifts that I never gave her, all the time that you never get back. And you never, you know, that's that kills me all the time, all the time. Yeah, no, it goes by where I think of, or I don't think of my daughter, or how shitty I was as a, as you know, as a father. And I've tried hard, so hard, and I have made mistakes with my sons. And you know, um, it's just, what do you do? do? You know. You know, I've come to come to grips with the whole thing, that, with the past and everything. And there's nothing I can do about it, really. I mean. Other than apologize, which I did, other than you know, continue to be a better person, which I've done, you know, I'm trying to do, you know, um, That's all, you do. That's all you can do. you can do. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the right thing to do. In the general rule of life, just don't be a dick.
1: <laughs> like seriously, just don't yeah. don't be a dick. Just my dad had the greatest saying ever, and I wish I could just abide by it because it's really hard to do, like day by day. But he just said, do the right thing. And everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Like You don't have to worry about you know nothing else. Don't stress about your job, your future, your career, whatever, your money. He said, just do the right thing every day, whatever the right thing is. And yeah. Everything else will be okay. And he's right, like, I think, you know, you can call it, like, a you know, karma in a form. Yeah, yeah. form is karma. There's a lot of different ways to look at it. You know, I, I
0: noticed that um, when I, it's funny that you say that because when I was doing the wrong thing, you know, and I was being in, just, I didn't care. And that was a, the biggest thing was like after my grandfather died.
1: Yeah.
0: I went through so much shit of, didn't care, didn't.
1: But bad shit was happening to you all the and time. And
0: I was fighting all the time. I was, happy and- yeah, it was, just, it was just not good. I, I didn't yeah it was bad (laughs) like it was it was really bad and you know I was cursing a lot I was like uh, a lot of things you know I I questioned you know the higher power and God and
1: yeah
0: you know yeah I still do and I yeah I mean I have moments where you know I miss him and again he died in my arms I was 18 years old 43 not a day goes by where I don't think of him I have a picture of him in my office in my studio I have a picture I had his portrait tattooed on my leg Mm -hmm. I there's no you know um, I I think about him all the time you know and that's never going to change but like people don't understand that you know when you lose someone like
1: that and dude it's like Dude, I was clean. I told you I've been cleaning and uh, organizing it. My mom's a lot, and uh, so a lot of that reminds me of my dad. And yeah. It's like, fuck, yeah. How old were you when you passed? Um, it was five years ago, so I was 25. Do
0: you think a lot of that has, has to do with, like, some of, I mean obviously some of the decisions that you've made were kind of
1: yeah you know he had lung cancer and then he beat it mm-hmm. um, he got diagnosed while I was in prison and I always wonder like if I stress this I'm a huge believer in your your mind being connected to your body and all that stuff yeah of all course about jumbo and I really sometimes feel like I had something to do with his health breaking down, like stressing him out. You know, I was basically the youngest kid, last hope, mm-hmm. um, fucking up the worst. So, like,
0: I don't know. But you can't put that, you really can't put that on you. And I know it's easier said than done. Yeah. But when you think about it, you know, when he was telling you, hey, if you ever need me, just let me know. You know, and you always say it was the highlight of his day. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's love, dude. That's just, there's no way around it. That's
1: just. Yeah, no, I know that. Uh, you know. He, I mean, I do. It's not even a form of guilt that I feel. I don't know what it is. I know he would say, like, I'm crazy to think that as nothing. You know, he was. Yeah. He's fucking two-packs-a-day smoker since he was however old, you know. Yeah, so he would blame it. yeah. And then, and then he had lung cancer, so... Yeah. Obviously, but supposedly beating it and then uh, his heart just stopping was the thing that got everybody like, what the fuck, dude? Like, like huge beat, beat cancer. It, yeah. yeah. But he was still... His body was still breaking down from the chemo. He wasn't... He never uh, recovered from the chemo. Yeah. So he was still on oxygen and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, and no. I think I had something to do with that. But. So, yeah, man,
0: I appreciate you uh, sitting with me, and uh, as always, but for also being on the show. And, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> we did... We touched on some subjects that, you know.
1: Yeah, like I said, like to, I wish I was prepared. You totally blindsided me with this, did. but uh, all good. i like, hey, guess what we're doing today? Yeah. He was like, what are we doing? Are we Are
0: recording? <laughs> no, like, but dude, you did fantastic. I imagine that there are kids and people going through, like, what you've gone through. Substance abuse, alcoholism, whatever you want to call it, but you, you're triumphant. You're, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? You've overcome that trying you're you're to. trying to you're working your way through it without making excuses without doing all this stuff and and
1: without sabotaging your own shit you know um yeah, yeah. being honest with yourself too like we talked about you know mhm fucking don't sugarcoat stuff be honest with yourself yeah if you're fucking yeah. up dude yeah. hold yourself accountable and it doesn't mean bad person piece no. of shit whatever just be honest with yourself yeah it all starts there i agree i agree Even One, you can decide if, a you're a, piece of shit. if you're a piece of shit yeah. i'm gonna be the best piece of shit piece i've ever been. shit. i'm gonna yeah. be a degenerate because <laughs> it's <that's> fun <laughs> don't do that
0: don't be a degenerate asshole yeah. do that. so you know what's funny is i get a you know i have this banner behind me it says hextat and you know people are like hey what's hextat i'm like it's the needles that i use it's the equipment that i get from Needle supply. <laughs> just so happened I was wearing this shirt. Yeah. Really seriously, just so happened I was wearing this shirt, and and he can tell you. I mean, I'm not lying. I threw this on him. I was like, "Hey, we're gonna shoot a
1: an episode." <laughs> so, I wish I would have got a better night's sleep. I wish okay. I didn't get so high. And you got Pedialyte. So. But yeah, you can tell I wasn't ready for this because I got the Pedialyte. <clears throat> that is a
0: testimony testimonial to uh, Pedialyte because that shit is amazing Yeah, sponsor um, me <laughs> sponsor this man right here um, no but um, yeah so I, I, know, I know there's a lot of tattoo artists that watch this show too which is really cool I appreciate all your support as well and just I think it's awesome um, and I'll leave the website if you talk to the guys at Needle Supply I've been going there for years not a single time have I ever had a bad experience with them ever I mean, talking, like, ever. Um, so, dude, I'll put the link down below. Uh, if you want to go grab some equipment, they'll ship it to you. They, they have everything. Like, everything. <laughs> and for you, if you want to get aftercare, if you get hustle butter, um, which is, you know, the best stuff, and I've used that for years. Dude, I
1: always use it. I use it for my aftercare, like, lotion. Yeah. Hustle mm-hmm.
0: butter, it's non I mean, it's like all natural. It's vegan. I mean, you probably could eat it if you wanted to. Smells amazing.
1: Dude, I love the smell. It reminds me of getting a tattoo every time I... Yeah. Sometimes if it's been a while, I'll just pop open the thing and I'll smell it. Just because it reminds me. Yeah. Oh,
0: Matt. I (laughs) fucking
1: love it. Yeah. I gotta give Matt a call. I gotta call Matt. Um,
0: Yeah. So you can get that. You can order... and, And a lot of my clients that don't know this, and it's... Throughout the United States, everybody, my client's in Dallas, my client's in New York. I'll put the link down below for Needle Supply. If you call, order, or use our link, um, you can. they have everything for you. So Saniderm, um, they have a personal pack. You don't have to buy a huge pack. If you want a little one-ounce jar of Hustle Butter, a five-ounce jar of Hustle Butter, they have the Hustle Butter CBD, which is fantastic as well. Um, Hextat needles are phenomenal they're very well put together um they create very very nice line work and yeah all grouping anyway all that aside needle supply very good people needle supply yes but like I said dude thanks for coming out to uh and doing this I mean not
1: like you I guess you had a choice you could have said no I could (laughs) have but uh you know the mic. Like, you could you no. have said no. Fucked up my tattoo then, so right? I was like, no, I'd I would have just that. Go this- <laughs> I,
0: I mean, because honestly, man, every time we we do this, um, we have great stories. We talk so mm-hmm. much, like just talk about everything and family, and you know, there's really nothing off limits. And I'm like, do we got to put this
1: on? Do we got to put this on camera? Because yeah. Well I feel like this was kind of just like a small little session, too, not a yeah. big tattoo. Yeah. I'm sure we'll do it again. I'll be more prepared. I'll get some sleep. We'll do a, a we'll do a part two. Yeah. You know? I'll fucking get super stoned on some diamonds. Diamonds, and, man, uh, I got diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> diamonds
0: aren't all, always the girl's best friend. So my best yeah. friend. We'll
1: talk yeah. about some crazy
0: we'll shit. We'll talk about some more shit in part two. Yeah. Uh we got a lot more work to do on this gentleman. So if you're still with us, smash that like button. Give us a thumbs up, share, subscribe, tell all your friends about it. If you have a great story and you want to be on, leave a comment down below, email us, get us on uh, everything, you know? Um, All social media, find us, it's there, we're there, Beyond the Ink, Instagram, uh, it's Beyond the Ink Official. And uh, yeah, I thank you very much for hanging out with us. Ryan, thanks again. I appreciate you. Yeah, but man, me, thank you. I'll post a pic of what this bad boy looks like now because it is looking
1: fierce. Yeah. <laughs> I like this it, dude. Man up. This I like
0: stuff it. stuff is uh, Fan fantastic. Yeah, why? Because you're the janitor. Oh, bro. janitor, bro. <laughs> <laughs>